1: Today's podcast is sponsored by the hair care brand System Professional. It's all about making your approach to hair care personal. We spend so much time investing in our skincare, so surely we should do the same for our hair care. What you do is take their energy code test to get a hair diagnosis bespoke to your hair. And from that test, they then tell you which products to mix and match to tackle your own hair concerns. With over 262 million combinations possible, it's really the expert way to better hair days. To find out more and try the energy code test, visit systemprofessional.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by tour card owner Charlotte Collins and special guest and journalist... Esther Korem. Hello, good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Now, I'm just going to start off today by saying I'm drinking squash today. not a diet coke it's been three weeks
2: well done Georgie well done
1: done. I thought you'd struggle with a week I can't believe you've done three I I really I rate you you for it and you
2: admit you haven't had a single drop
1: so I had a sip for behind the scenes which Rich filmed and I said my parting words of that episode were Rich said how does it taste and I was like tastes good (laughs) actually on reflection it didn't taste good good. and I didn't have another sip and he took the can away from me and that was it and I haven't had one since and you must have felt initially a bit
2: rubbish, headachey, low You were tired.
1: Really headache. Yeah. Really headachy. And everyone talked about this like caffeine, caffeine withdrawal. withdrawal. And I was like, oh, no, fine, I'll be fine. And yeah, I had a real headache, but it only lasted a few days. Yeah. And do you feel better for it? The thing I would say is I'm not craving it. I'd say I'm definitely grazing more. Because for most people, they get to kind of 11am or 4 o'clock. And I'll have a cup of coffee. I would have a diet coke, and now I don't. So I just want to eat something instead. Mm. You got squash. I got
3: squash. So is your is your squash your replacement your sort of snack? Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
1: It's not the same, is
3: it? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think having too much of anything is, is, is not a brilliant idea. But when I had both my children, not at the same time, I had one after the other, I was just incredibly overweight for years and years and years. And in fact, Diet Coke was incredibly useful for those moments when I thought, hmm, I really could fancy a custard cream right now. And I found, actually, I stumbled across an old blog post I'd written about you know, get being on diet and I wrote down what I was eating I was like, you know, I was kind of joking but I was kind of eating a whole packet of custard creams in a day. <laughs> Can just I just because... say that I love, yeah. I freaking
4: love a custard cream It's yeah, so delicious, yeah. yeah.
3: And I just replaced the custard creams with Diet Cokes and, you know, lost the weight. It's yeah. That That's why yeah. I do when really want something like,
4: sweet after lunch yeah, yeah. A Diet Coke. The
3: diet Coke, yeah. Diet Coke does the trick but it doesn't actually sound like it was doing
1: that much for you. No. Well, oh, I don't know. I it was a really real nice. pleasure. I really, yeah. I, I said, I was like, you know, farewell, Diet Coke. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like it really was. You know, End was of depressed. a beautiful relationship. End of an era. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the Beckhams? Because on Friday, I mean, I was a bit depressed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm a bit of an old romantic. I really want to believe it's the real deal. I'm a big Beckham fan, and I was told by numerous sources this is it. My friend's not coming to dinner tonight because she's got to pull an all-nighter and work at her PR firm because they're working on the Beckham thing. But nothing happened. They're still together. But these rumors have been circulating for, for years. Months, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. For I didn't
4: hear anything yeah. new. It was just, oh, by the way, they're announcing yeah. it. And, and no my theory is that it was definitely on
3: <laughs> mm. and then it leaked and then they went actually no because I think the Beckhams they want to do everything on their own terms particularly Victoria Beckham she wants to do things her way and that's great i mean i admire her a lot but she would have gone right it's leaked we're not doing it now. I reckon it was going to happen, and they changed their mind, and they're going to—they've just delayed it, and they're going to do it. Another day.
0: Mm. I think I,
4: so too. But I do think that they're—maybe gen- I'm just completely—you know—got rose-colored spectacles when it comes to them. I think they're really good parents, and I can't imagine parents who really care about their children like they seem to dragging their kids through that up and down of mummy and daddy are splitting up, but you know, presumably their children know if it was going to become public. So are they be like, oh, by the way, now we're still pretending that we're still together. I don't know. Do you do that to your seven-year-old daughter yeah, so and your true. 11-year-old son? I don't think so.
1: Word on the street on Friday. I mean, like I believe word on the street, <laughs> but what I did hear from one source was that they were planning a big front cover family shoot with the headline, we're still a family. I, we might not be together but we're still a family, which I thought was quite nice. Oh, I and, yeah. think it's, a bit, yeah. it's a bit conscious uncoupling Yeah, me. it is, but I think that's okay when there's children involved. And actually, yeah. if you're really sensible, are they together? Are they shagging? Probably not. But they also go on holiday together and doing various stuff. And actually, I can think of a couple of family friends where that has been the case. And I've got a great friend and her parents still very much get on. They still have Sunday lunch together. They still will spend Christmas together. And it actually really works and it's quite pleasant for the children. Mm. Yeah, they've been
3: married for a long time and marriage is incredibly difficult, especially if you've got children. And they got together when they were very young and things move on and people change. And I don't think it's, you know, you're sort of saying, I'm a romantic. But, you know, a good marriage doesn't necessarily mean one that goes on for 80 years. Mm. You can have a really good marriage and then go, this is just not working anymore for these reasons. I'm not speaking from personal experience. (laughs) Although I am really, really interested in divorce and I'm working on a big thing about divorce for the spike at the moment. Which is your blog. Which is my blog, exactly. Blog's soon-to-be website. It's great fun. Go and have a look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on a thing about divorce. Still, the number one thing is... Don't get divorced, right, because it's a hassle. Don't get divorced because you're just angry. Don't get divorced because, you know, it's just not quite working out the way that you thought it was going to work out. But actually, if it comes to it and divorce is the answer, sometimes divorce really is the answer. And I think that, you know, the Times have a campaign at the moment about uh, no-fault divorces, which I think is really, really important. Because at the moment, if if you're not happy, it's not working, the children would prefer it if you split up, all of these things. To get divorced is a giant palaver. It's such a palaver. You have to, so that's, expensive. You, it's so expensive. It takes so long. So the lawyers get involved, and because you know I just haven't got anything against lawyers, but they just go right. Okay, let's find out where all the money is. What does he owe you? And it just becomes this nightmare. It becomes this kind of monster when actually you're just like we just don't want to live together anymore. Mm. And in the paper last week, I think there was a thing about online divorce petitions rising by something like 50 or 60%. You know, you can get divorced online now. Some people are perfectly capable of
1: sorting out the custody amicably... Uh, And and... it's totally right that that exists. Mm. But equally, I know some of the cases and, my God, do you need the pros and there are men tucking money away when you've literally raise the children and being at home all the time and actually yeah. you are entitled to some of that so mm. there's certainly a place for them just yeah, definitely a yeah yes. there needs to be yeah. an alternative mm. that doesn't destroy what little the money there is mm. and, and go on forever because that's just horrendous it's it? my field well i i would i'm with you charlotte yeah, I, i'd so like to though. believe that really they're happy and that we're all wrong um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go on until, until <laughs> i see that really front cover <laughs> I, i'm gonna go on leaving it Let's talk about what else has anyone been watching other than I'm Love a Island. Island. We're not going to harp on about Love Island too much. I Esther, don't watch Love Island. So you're not I
3: into it? No, not into, I'm not really watching that much telly at the moment. I watched the most recent series of... Th- divorce. Sorry, I, don't, I, I, <laughs> I must... I'm not talking about divorce. I just find it really fascinating. What I've been watching, I've been reading a lot recently rather than actually... Watching too much stuff on telly. Oh, Patrick Melrose series, but that's long gone. That's just, <gasps>
2: yeah. I yeah, watch that. I gave up on the first episode. Really? Yeah, it was, Why? Just, it was just too much for me. Oh, okay. I I've got it that. downloaded. I'm going to okay. watch it. Um, yeah, give it a go.
1: Skip out go.
3: the second one, which is all about his childhood in France. Don't watch that or read the book. Skip okay. that one out and read the others.
1: Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna watch it. Charlotte? Oh, I'm just in a Love Island hole. No, Are you, you enjoying really
4: it? Mind. As of Sunday night... Things got a bit more exciting. There are three new entrants into the house. I think they realised they need to spice it up. Yeah, definitely. Is it's this on time. every night? On yeah, every yeah. night, Apart Apart from episodes. Episodes. Is it? No such thing. Are you it? purposefully not watching it? Is it like a protest not watching, or you're just not interested?
3: I don't watch that much television anymore. Yeah. but I used to. I used to watch it lots of stuff. And if my husband's not around, then I would probably end up watching mm. it. But my husband really doesn't like it. Yes, I've heard. And he wants us to watch television together, but it's so difficult to find something that we're both interested yeah, in. So yeah. I end up yeah. just going isn't that is it
1: because Emma was saying that her husband banned her from watching it Oh yeah. like, really <laughs> And I was like, ooh, ban!" She was like, yeah, I'm allowed to watch it in my own time. Mean, <laughs> she's got a very nice husband. that makes him sound yeah. <laughs> like a real dictator, but he's actually very nice. Um, my husband was like that with Big Brother many, many years ago. Uh, I sat down to watch Big Brother. He was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but do, does Jonesy watch Love Island? Yeah. I, I mean, if he gets yeah. back from the office and it's on and he needs a bit of mind for something. the a G&T. He. um yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. He's pure escapism. He'll take it on, but he did say to me the other day, can we just not do this this year? You were like, no. I was like, no, I don't want to watch You've got to be in with the chat at the office. No. Exactly. Let's talk about <laughs> sandwich dressing. Charlotte. Yes. So, as Rich asked before,
4: it's not dressing like a sandwich. Alas. This is, I know, sad times. This is a really easy trick for getting dressed in the morning when you don't really know what to wear. So, it's basically a rule whereby your top half and your shoes are one colour and then the middle section is... A different colour. Do you think I'm doing it? You are almost there, Charlotte. Yeah, I'd say. Cream trailers, white tea.
1: But sorry, right.
4: this is
1: exactly You're not doing it. What do you mean I'm not doing it? You're doing your mono your dressing. Another.
4: That's mono dressing. No, 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 the no. The trousers your tra- are white and the shoes off but, white. No, your top's <laughs> off white. Yeah, exactly. So that's not <laughs> it at all. It all sounds all. like one colour to me. The principle is when the top and the feet have to match, but then the middle has to be an entirely different colour.
1: Yeah. Which so just you- sort of what I'm doing. No, no, your no. Your trousers have to be completely different colour. <laughs> but it's the same as the one-to-one rule. Yes. that. Yeah, it's the same thing. But Charlotte, cream, white, cream. It's still one-to-one. I think it's quite fail-safe. It's pretty fail-safe.
4: We all have those moments where we're just kind of standing, staring at our wardrobe, like, ah, and you want to look cool as well as whatever else you need to be that day. So it's just quite an easy way to pull it off.
1: Esther, you are a busy, working mum. Yes. What's your
3: approach to getting dressed in the morning? It's quite scattergun. I have quite a lot of off days not off days but days when I don't have to see anyone who would worry about what I'm wearing that is actually so lucky it's great but also it's more than that you know you wouldn't care if I came here in my pajamas you wouldn't care if I came here in my off-duty outfit but it's rude and it's a thing that I had to learn in my 20s because I'm naturally a total slob and don't get dressed because my mother wasn't bothered about my dad as an academic I'm not saying you can't be clever and dress nicely but they they sort of didn't bother so they never looked dirty but they weren't kind of fashionable. And it took me a long time to work out that the reason that you make an effort with the things that you wear is because it's polite. It's nice to turn up looking nice. It's nice to look nice for other people. It's just polite to look nice, right? So I, and after I had children, you have to wear clothes that can withstand thrills and spills, tears, buttery fingers, all that kind of thing, that are comfortable because there's an awful lot of bending and stretching and stuff. And when you're tired and overwrought with small children, also being uncomfortable It's not okay. You know, when you're young and, you know, hanging out in the gorgeous office with beautiful people, you can be a little bit uncomfortable and who cares, right? You know, it's fine. You're just waiting for Mr. Wright to come along. It's all going to be okay. Um, But when you've got small children and Mr. Wright is on a work trip, you know, you have to be really comfy. But you don't want to look like a slob. So it took me a long time to come up with kind of off-duty outfits that matched all of those things. So actually, you know... And is there a recipe for that off-duty outfit for you? Are you always like... Jeans t-shirt yeah. pair of trainers, Green chinos, a clean white t-shirt, a clean pair of sneakers, a denim jacket, a colourful necklace and you are comfy and sorted and you can withstand... Where are your green chinos coming from? Grytha Hatch is my style icon. She's always in a green chino. She used to live up the road from me and I used to see her in Pizza Express all the time but she would just eat a slice of pizza like a proper American Oh, food. just a piece. Wow. Fold it. Just a slice. Just, she had a whole pizza to herself. She had a whole oh pizza. you know. I don't know Sorry if she finished it Goop but... Menu. Yeah, uh, and my Goop method. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was before Goop was really big. I oh, okay. lived in Highgate now a long time. Term, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of wheat in that piece of <laughs> <laughs> dairy. But she was always in... This is when her kids were quite small as well. She was always in a green chino and a Czech shirt. And, and she looked great. And she had a little pony in. And she didn't like she was going to the Oscars. But she looked fine. Mm. And actually... When you're in that dark hole with kids, or you're just hanging out, you don't have to go to an office, you don't have to do anything that major, looking fine, it's harder than you think it is. Yeah. And also, the temptation to kind of pull on kind of really not very nice clothes, because you think, nah, who cares, you know, but
4: is also, you've got to resist that, because... It's not polite. And mm. also I think there's a self-esteem element attached to that as well. Like not only is it impolite, but mm. also you're never going to feel great about yourself. Exactly. If you're just in trackies and a hoodie. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. there's an element getting dressed is so about sure. putting on who you want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. My grandmother used to say you can't afford to dress badly. Mm. she was a seamstress though so <laughs> yeah, I I like clothes like were everything yeah. she like everything I also like a jazzy fabric as you can see by my red trousers your jazzy pants I like a jazzy pant I like flat shoe I like a lot of jewellery and stuff which actually in my 20s led to my wardrobe being just full of weird stuff you know and I would open my cupboard and just go <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea what's it I mean to sandwich dressing mine was more like spaghetti bolognese <laughs> it was kind of like this and that and this and then something else and then I once wore hot pants to the office I immediately rushed in as soon as I got there but yeah so I don't actually have a formula it was a it was kind of a life-changing moment when I read a, a Susie Bubble um post where she said she was wearing some random collection clothes she said today I think I'm just going to be like kind of like a Victorian post boy who's been kidnapped by you know a psychedelic hippie and then ends up in China or and what? I was like, it wasn't those weren't her exact words but it kind of made me realize that actually you don't have to always be one person when you that's get dressed right? so you can mm-hmm. say today I just want to be I've got my Victorian castaway outfit right which is a kind of like one of the, those Victoriana blouses and then some wide leg jeans that I cut off at the knee just because I felt like it and I look like a, a Victorian <laughs> castaway I look like I ran away to sea and I ended up on an island and I'm a Victorian castaway that's my Victorian castaway outfit and I love it why am I not wearing it today I would <laughs> You oh. next time. Oh. Like, next next time. time you are. I think there's always with
1: me. There's always an element of like, who do I want to be today? Mm, you are. There we next go. time you don't know who you are. Just think of the one to one rule. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> yeah. From one to one dressing to event dresses that work with a bump. No one in here is pregnant. Well, you've been pregnant, you and you'll know that finding a nice dress for a wedding is hard enough.
3: I liked to dress myself mainly in my house and not go out or go anywhere when I was pregnant.
1: That's how I dealt. Permit with that. for All nine months. Wait. Yeah. But yeah, factoring in a burgeoning baby bump when you're going to your best friend's wedding, is, it can be quite stressful and not that enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got in touch with Laura Wills, a.k.a. the Bug blog, a.k.a. about the most glamorous pregnant mm-hmm. fashion person um, ever to walk the planet. And she had some really nice tips. I thought they included things like belts are a great way to accentuate your bump you can wear one just above it when you're wearing a floaty dress she also said that she loved wearing heels during pregnancy but it's important to feel comfortable if you're wearing flats then you can dress up your look by adding statement earrings I thought that was quite nice Mm, and the other one I liked was show off the parts you feel really comfortable with in pregnancy She didn't really want to show her ankles. I can't imagine they got that swollen. (laughs) But um, she wore lots of off-the-shoulder tops long dresses. I thought they were quite nice mm. tips. So your advice is just to stay inside. <laughs> my, when I had my children,
3: Instagram didn't really exist. If you were a blogger, then you, it was like saying you're a serial killer still, you know, it really wasn't. I mean, there is so much, you know, pictorial advice now about dressing bumps, about how to dress when you're pregnant. And also, you know, sort of really young, super fashionable people are now having babies. And if you went into Topshop they they just they brought out the maternity section when I was pregnant with my first child who's mm. now seven. It was a tiny little section and they kept on moving it around the shop. <laughs> they kept on going, <talking>, where's maternity <laughs> now? And they say, Oh well it's it's at the top floor. It's like the top floor. I'm can you see how pregnant I am? Do you want <laughs> on the top floor? Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah exactly. Do you want you know make it at the inside and have someone to sit down and then you'll make loads of sales. <laughs> so there was so very so maternity wear was still quite backwards and I think it would have been now I think it's fun. Now I think you know lots of like super young people who with Instagram accounts are And babies and it's no longer like just hide it away it's no longer just like bodycon
1: as well I mean I'm with you when I had my first I mean I I barely bought anything from a maternity brand but it it was all like bodycon like wrap jersey dresses that are just vile at the best of times let alone when your bum's even bigger than normal And I think the trend for all things boho and ethereal and floaty has just really worked in favour of, of people with bumps. Boho is a friend of the of the pregnant lady. I'm just remembering the
3: maternity jeans and maternity short, denim shorts. Oh my oh
1: god, no. so
3: horrendous, really
1: bad. Let's talk on the subject of pregnancy, about thin shaming. Because apparently this is the latest way to make breastfeeding mums feel bad. As if having a baby wasn't stressful enough. The new shaming tactic to make the headlines is thin shaming whilst breastfeeding, which is basically suggesting that some women are only breastfeeding to lose weight because when you breastfeed, you burn around 300 to 500 calories a day because the body's using fat cells to fuel milk production. And so there's been this big thing in the press. It's, it's awful. awful. It's a ridiculous. ridiculous... I don't, I don't understand. This. I
3: mean, I know that Leandra Medine has had loads and loads of stuff, people honour her, because she's so slim, and she always has been, and she had these twins, and she's still very, very slim. And people just... Why are you so thin? You know, you, you know, why aren't you... You know, why aren't you... near? And she... I is it? So it's not that. It's not why are you so thin after having a baby. It's you're only breastfeeding to lose weight. Essentially, I can quite understand that if you, I mean, I put on, I think, four stone with each of my children, (laughs) despite eating reasonably kind of normally. I put on a lot of weight with both of them and it was very stressful because I you know when you've been a certain body weight all your life and then you're suddenly it's like you're just inhabiting a completely different body shape and you have no idea. and my heels cracked and it was just, it was just awful so when you get pregnant in that way and lots of people do get pregnant in that way lots of people put on lots and lots and lots of weight when they get pregnant and some people don't and that's just the way that it is but when you do when somebody doesn't put on weight when they're pregnant or they lose weight very quickly after they've had the baby it can make you feel like what are you doing yeah. what what magic trick are you performing Mm. that i can't and the fact is that some people put on weight with babies and some people don't Mm. but i've had to have like five years of critical distance from that to be able to be so sane about it you know lots of people get very upset Mm. about people being thin enough to have a baby but do you look back
1: when you were pregnant and think i wasn't particularly healthy or i
3: no it's not a health thing it's just i didn't i mean i just put on a lot of weight and i didn't enjoy it At all. Put on a lot of weight because you were eating more. With Kitty, yes. I just went, right, let's pull the ripcord I'm going to eat. But then with Sam, I knew. I was like, right, let's cool our jets on the food and the full fat coke and the puddings with everything. Because... Actually, it's quite uncomfortable being that overweight. With, with Sam, I ate really healthily. I didn't crave a lot of sugar with Sam,
4: but you still getting the same amount. Yeah, you
2: know? maybe it's just in your genes. Totally. Like, yeah. Yes, I I mean, they would say, like, look to your mom and see how yeah. you know how she like reacted to pregnancy, and mm. that's how you you well, might. And in the same mm. way that different people are built in different exactly. ways, naturally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That doesn't sound like what this is about.
1: That sounds like this is this is about slim women breastfeeding their children, and because they're slim and because people don't like it, like people don't like it if you're pregnant and you haven't put on weight. People just say, she must be just breastfeeding to lose weight. Oh, I see. And and I think that's the thing. You can't be slim and not be critiqued for it. I Mm, feel like there's just always there. Someone with a bit of a chip, a bit jealous, ultimately. It's just jealousy, isn't it? Who has to chip away. I mean, Mm. I am someone who actually believes that you are slightly in control of your weight when you're pregnant. I mean, yes, there's a lot of fluid retention and things that can go on. But think of the people who've had babies and who've been quite conscious of that throughout their pregnancy haven't struggled on the other side let's talk about tinder users because apparently they're having far less sex than we all thought despite having the tools for a decent hookup at our fingertips it seems that the youth of today i'm not counting myself in that just aren't taking as much advantage of it as we thought charlotte i'm gonna let you take the lead on this <laughs> i, I mean, feel like
4: you've got an opinion well i do i can't say i've ever used tinder it wasn't around when i into this relationship but I think it's really interesting you know I have so many friends who use it and friends who really rely on both tinder and other dating apps and I mean I really believe you know people for decades and generations have met people without using the apps so I'm not surprised that it's doing something weird to our generation and kind of changing the way people interact or have sex or don't have sex because actually it's just such a kind of weird Way to start trying to meet people. Although well,
2: having said that, my sister is getting married in three weeks to so someone she met on Tinder. Oh my god! It's not to say that it doesn't work. Yeah. I just thought that Tinder was the like shag app. So I think is uh, it is it always like Bumble no. that's find final well, Bumble. I fried think up. my my friends, who, my single friends who are on these apps, are, are moving away from Tinder because it's only about sex. And I feel if everyone's moving away from it, it actually, it kind of makes it, itself out to be a kind of a shag fest, but no one's actually doing it. True. Well, what's, happen, in, it for, what's in it
3: for girls? I mean, I know that maybe that's a bit.
4: Sometimes you like to have sex as well. They they do
3: up to a point, and then actually, is it not just a bit boring? If you wanted a one night sound, would you go on a dating app? Why
2: wouldn't you just go clubbing? I think it's really hard to meet people these days. We're all very lucky that we're all in long term relationships. But you know, I think it's also odd. the reason know.
4: Tinder has those associations is because it was the next set from Grindr, mm. which was exactly that. That really was just mm. like for a bang.
1: So who came up with that brand? Yeah. Let's create app and be taken seriously. We're going to call ourselves Grindr. <laughs> well, I think they've done pretty well out of it. Yeah. <laughs> At least
4: the foul just <laughs> Grindr. <laughs> so I think that's why Tinder has those associations, and mm. that's why a lot of people have gone on to use. And it also, that if way. you do go on it, it's just full of like pics of willies. Is it? Is yeah, it? Tinder. Oh my god, yes.
2: Yeah. every I know every all the guy. lingo now. trendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, every guy's profile is like, well, not everyone, but and then is if, a
1: dick pic. Yeah, and then if, if does that mean girls are doing? What's the equivalent of a dick pic? Boobs. A vag vag pic. No, boobs. Is that a thing? Vag could be anything, but you know, boobs
3: are definitely a boob. And D- down the cleavage. Actually, I say that. Oh, I, God, wait, <laughs> no idea what I'm talking about.
1: Trust me. Absolutely boob- not. When I <laughs> that does
3: make sense. Yeah. When I was dating, it was still my single friend. Did people still do that. No. Oh, you write about your friends? Yes, exactly. I yeah. think, yeah. I think nice. that's dead in the water,
2: isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's it's a bit t- like oh, yeah, a yeah, fish Shame. Mine
4: was a Facebook poke Facebook. Yeah, that was like the way of.
2: What do yes. I, do I the other day. <gasps> didn't even know it was still functioning. That's so weird. Yeah, okay. Like, no used right. to get with their time. We're
4: dated, dude. Yeah. Apparently, now it's a LinkedIn ad. That's like the oh equivalent, no. the modern so equivalent of a Facebook poke. God, LinkedIn ad? Yeah, it's that adding bad. something Sorry. on LinkedIn. It's now oh, adding I'm not trying to offer
1: you one, night stand. or yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a serious way. Let's connect to I've got a professional capacity. That is shit. That
2: is rubbish.
1: Let's move on to beauty Let's talk about dermaplaning So in our latest installment of our extreme beauty series Which is basically Esther for your benefit Where someone in the SL team Puts some controversial beauty technique Treatment treatment, Treatment and Tor, you were in the hot seat for dermaplaning. Yeah. Which I found just strangely hypnotic. Right, slash, amazing. a bit gross to watch. So
2: now I've had it. So it must have been about five, six weeks ago. So I'll. Do, so yeah, for, uh, for the yeah. benefit, what is dermaplaning? It's basically shaving your face, mm-hmm. but done by obviously a professional with a <laughs> surgical scalpel. So if you have darker hair, you will naturally have more hair on your face that you'll want to deal with. You know, upper lip. That kind of thing, but yeah. as, a, as a blonde, I can't really see the hair on my face. I was aware there was like some fuzz. I was like, "We've got like your little baby hairs here, a bit here." The amount of hair that came off my face was unbelievable. And the idea is that it gets rid of all that fuzz and kind of takes the top layer off your skin. So it's basically like microdermabrasion, so a really deep exfoliation, and it was amazing. I'm going again next Monday. Now. Do you have
1: polycystic ovaries? No, because if you have polycystic ovaries, yeah. you say No, I think like you're, you're a bit more hairy. Anyways.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's just because I'm so blonde that I. Can't really, didn't really realise how much was there because it's so fair.
1: And um, it was quite hard with the videos. There's a blade. Yeah, so they're just
2: scrape, like, scraping the blade lightly like over the skin. Does it hurt at all? It wasn't like, pain-free. It wasn't relaxing, but it wasn't painful, no. How no. long and did, did it they, take? They had to do the whole phase, like 15 minutes, maybe? And then afterwards, are you red. You... A little bit red. I just felt quite dry because obviously you taken all that top layer off. But then you put of nice creams on and then you're just very glowy and your makeup just glides on
4: and do they do it in like every nook and cranny? yeah so So like literally
2: everywhere Uh everywhere it's a, it's a weird one it's had the the videos had an interesting reception like yes been quite yes. mixed people are quite opinionated yeah about they so, are not
1: they and a few people said oh does
2: it grow back stubbly and No, because it's a different kind of hair it's called vellus hair whereas this is a different kind of hair so no it's not stubbly it's growing back exactly the same as it was before because you'd worry about that one. yeah, you? yeah. yeah. my boyfriend Can you like, imagine prickly yeah.
1: face if you
2: come back with a black beard i'm
1: not <laughs> well, a black beard so. and someone else said oh it'll grow back quicker i was like Do people still believe that? I I actually said to my seven-year-old the other day, because I took her to have her hair cut, and she was like, Mommy, I want to grow my hair basically as long as yours, Esther, she wants her hair that long. And I was like, Darling, if you cut it, it'll grow back quicker. As I said it, I was like tell me you're not going to believe mm, Wait, that sorry. I said that I think that regular haircuts makes your hair grow not quicker. Not true. I think it's just compared to when you don't. Because Charlotte, when, do you got- know the hair grows from the from No, yeah, but it keeps it, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it keeps it healthier shortly. Yeah, definitely. Looking healthy and growing quicker are not the same thing. No, no, but isn't it being, thing. it's not just looking healthy, it's, it's actively healthier. No? I think, it I think not it grow quicker, does,
4: does it? it not? I don't No, but I think if my children eat well, then they'll grow quicker. It's not the same for your hair if you eat them well and nourish I know i'm sorry i'm with you yeah i, I think if you regular trims it encourages hair yeah
2: and also because what happens is when 12:00. if you don't get it cut yes. it breaks from the bottom and it breaks up the hair so that's when your hair is damaged and it won't grow so when you do have it cut it's healthier and it will grow healthier yeah so, so yeah. see.
4: okay any hairdressers out there feel free I, I, I will happily admit that
1: i'm wrong but personally i think it sounds ludicrous. i think <laughs> is like the biggest old wife's hair <laughs> hair grows from the root mm-hmm. not from the end <laughs> <laughs> let's
2: leave it there anyway Tor
1: you're you're a convert are you to dermaplaning I am actually I'm definitely a convert and if you're interested to see Tor in all her dermaplaning glory then it is on the Sherlock's YouTube channel now now Tor we've got to talk about today's podcast sponsor system professional I've heard you talking lots about it in the office what exactly is System Professional?
2: Yeah, System Professional is one of those really big global professional haircare brands you find in the salon. So you might see it when you go get your haircut or your colour done, but the products are really amazing. And they've got this very clever concept called Energy Code, where you go online and you fill in the test to kind of get your perfect products. So it's not you buy the same shampoo and conditioner, there's all different products to kind of cover every aspect of your hair. So if you've got greasy roots and dry ends and you colour your hair or if you've got a sore scalp, greasy hair. I love hair.
1: that. That's what so I. So you can mix and match basically. Yeah, and I think that's so really clever because, because so often you buy kerastase or something and you just buy or the, one, the colour. one colour. exactly. But I've always thought, well, what if my hair is different? Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. And also it's tricky to know if that is the case, where to start, but this tells you exactly what to do.
1: And your hair might be fine, but it might also be coloured and... Yeah, and most of us have that. more than
2: one issue with the hair you'd saw, so it's really really, really clever
1: so you what you go online to yes. energy code uh,
2: system professional energy code fill the test takes a minute and it tells you your bespoke energy
1: code and then you can buy because so many of these mm-hmm. professional brands can only buy on salons yeah. right well yeah
2: not this one is so, it expensive no I, I, well depends what you would pay for a shampoo I say it's less than kind of the Kerastars shampoo's
1: about 15 ish okay. do you spend money on your hair products Essa?
3: well I mean again it's all kind of relative isn't
1: it you've got good hair I feel like mm. you should be you I think
3: I use simple shampoo I, get, I have a very very expensive hairdresser do you color your hair okay. do you know what I did years and years ago I had sort of balayage done because I decided I just wanted to be blonde because if you've got red hair you can feel a bit thing about coloring it because you feel like nope i've got red hair and that's who i am and that's just how it's got to be but i was sort of 30 i was 30 something and i just thought no i want to be blonde for a bit i dyed it but it's still blonde but that was years ago and i don't know what's oh, it's it's really... colour. i think but it's, i just keep yeah. going on holiday i was talking to my hairdresser nadia and i said but my hair's still blonde even though i dyed it years ago and she said well how many holidays do you go on? i said well Today. so actually mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense That's tough
1: mm-hmm. exactly. constantly but I do think and I've said this before and I'm trying to be better actually I think of the amount of money I spend on creams and things that go on my face do they actually work mm-hmm. but actually your hair is the most important mm, yeah. thing mm. and we spend so little so anyway mm. I am going to give it a go energy code energy and code. how many products are they going to tell me I need to use that's my only worry three okay oh good yes maybe four okay. but the last one could be a styling product that you don't necessarily need cool. so yeah I like it yeah, definitely okay. check it out thanks yep. all Let's talk about fatigue-fighting tips from the pros. If you feel constantly tired, lacking in liveliness, or generally just a bit low, that's what happens when you give up Diet Coke, it (laughs) could be worth giving your energy levels some TLC. So we asked the pros for their top tips for fighting fatigue. They included things like staying hydrated, prioritising sleep, easier said than done, and harnessing the power of coffee. It's nice for someone to say it's okay to drink coffee and mm. caffeine. It Clearly, I've rich. got caffeine on the brain. <laughs> yeah. Esther, what yeah. do you do? What are your tips when you're
3: really tired? Oh, I go to bed super early. I mean, My son didn't sleep very well for years, so, you know, just feeling really, really tired became sort of normal. I've always gone to bed really early, but that's what I do, you know, I naturally... What's really early? I'm usually in bed at 9.30, but oh, yeah. that doesn't work for other people, especially in the winter, I quite often have an afternoon nap, but I can because I work from home. Oh. In the winter, I get up early, early, my son used to wake up at 5.30, so I'd wake up with my son, go downstairs, do three hours of work, then take it. I do sometimes
1: <laughs> sit at my desk thinking, oh, if I could just hop into bed right now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: and then about one thirty in the winter no, in the summer it's different in the winter we'd go back to bed with a hot water bottle and a cup of chamomile tea and have 40 minutes
1: Nap, and can you yeah. sleep will you go to sleep in the middle of the day
3: yes my problem is mm-hmm. I can nut out for like an hour Amazing. and then you wake up again you're rubbish what yeah, day is it awful. you know I mean not, not a clue my husband has a big thing about an afternoon nap as well what, but we, it's but, a good thing yeah so he'll fall asleep for literally 30 seconds and then like
1: Revised, wake himself up you know. yeah and he'll be fine for the rest my the stepmom's night. like that she'll literally have 15 minutes she's yeah. a new person so oh, I, have, yeah, I, I have that, discovered I the benefits of Puritan and that actually if you really do need an afternoon nap Nah, mm. on the weekends. Take a bit of protein. I mean, you might wake up groggy, but I'll take the groggy. But also, the of I think. mean, a really strong cup of chamomile tea genuinely does
3: it. Does it? Yeah, and the the v- ven, warming the one, you up. Ven.
1: Hmm? Isn't Vivain quite? Oh, Vivain. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. 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 that French yeah, tea. Yeah. That's supposed to be quite good. Yeah, yeah. Bit yeah. Bit yeah. yeah you sleep. And well, the um, this works. This, thank you very so much. Good. This works. This sleep. but also like
2: habit, mindset, all Yeah.
1: Tour fatigue fighting tips. I know you're an
2: adaptogens. Yes, and I'm a big adaptogen fan. Particular ones being holy basil and ashwagandha. What Not is it? What is adaptogen? <laughs> basically, <they laughs> adapt to your body. So, what, what is it? Oil or it's what? It's a supplement. Okay, right, got it. A herbal thing. Basically. Okay, which we've
1: talked about so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, okay. okay. <laughs> so, okay. okay. <laughs> so sorry I that our readers think that we are sponsored by um, adaptogen, holy, by basil. holy basil. But
2: ashwagandha's a new one I'm onto now. Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. Sorry, has it got like ancient heritage? Of course, of course. Yeah, it's all ayurvedic. And what does it do? Is this is for fatigue? Yeah, right and stress mm-hmm. just brings you back down onto like an even kind of you're, you, I feel like I've had a double espresso basically okay. but none of the crash and you just feel very alert Oh, is great. that what that
1: big thing is on your desk
2: Yes, yeah, in the fridge now I have to keep it in the fridge Oh well
4: I'd like to try some of yeah. those and is that also is it,
2: that's um you mix it with water it's a drink. Not sure you would like the drinks. Is about. it that dark thing? Yeah. Oh, you should see the colour of the drinks she's been drinking. I don't think mm. it's as does it. But that's with loads of other things. As is well. that the
3: thing that Elle McPherson does? And she shakes it her up in a dark that's
2: her. That's her protein powder. Her own, but there's a great one does look quite funky as well. Okay, oh, so you're yeah. into adaptions Charlotte, Charlotte uh, slash any kind of supplement you like. I'm a supplement junkie. Well, you yes. wouldn't be
4: healthy and BTS if you didn't, <laughs> Charlotte. What are your tips? <laughs> I, I'm also all about a good night's sleep. I cannot function on anything less. Which than is which is all well and good. I'm very lucky. I'm.
1: <laughs>
4: for you. So yeah, I do manage to, to get my eight hours. And if you um, don't, just just cannot. Function. also eating well is such a big thing for me I came in last Friday and I was a bit hungover and, and it was would and it was Friday so I was like I'm going to get a pastry on my way and I'm going to treat myself so I went to Gail's and I got a muffin and it was like the worst decision I have ever mm. made I, I spent the whole morning I was hungry I was sluggish mm. I had like a sugar spike like a, in, like, was a white so moody wasn't, sheesh, wasn't it?
2: Like, I because was was...
1: you weren't having your peanut butter banana exactly overnight. I deviated <laughs> from the norm and it was it about it. body likes consistency exactly anyway I liked that Angelique Panagos s yes. Said eat for energy and she said you know 80% of your diet should be a whole food diet blah 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 but we all live in the real world so allow yourself that 20% for when you need a pick me up latte or another treat where do you stand on meditating Esther
3: I think we all meditate in our own ways I don't do like visual meditation but I definitely have periods where I'm definitely kind of meditating but I'm just staring out the window or something I think that if you need a kind of conscious kind of sit down meditating but I think yeah I, I also see a therapist once a fortnight, that's kind of medicine. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, it's nattering all about myself, yeah. Can we ask you about that? Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. she's called Dinah, she's brilliant, Dinah Purton. And how long have you done that for? I saw a different therapist when my daughter was little because it sent me a little bit anxious and crazy. Right. And that was a kind of six weeks really intensive therapy. Oh, uh, was that the catalyst? That with the lots. Well, then that was for that problem. And then I got to a stage in my life where I had time to do it. And I think, I think everybody should do it. I, I really do,
1: but it's expensive. Yeah, really I, I mean, I'm with you, I always say, I've said it many times, we should be sure we're more like the Americans. Yeah. And I, we'd all get something out of going and having a dump on someone. But also, you know, in relationships, I don't approve
3: of couple therapy at all. I think do you not. A, no, I think it's a really, really bad idea. From what I've heard, I've never done it with my husband, but from what I've heard, you sit in a room and you're encouraged to say terrible things to each other. It someone apart. It picks someone apart, and then you're supposed to just, they, then they turf you out and you're yeah. supposed to get on with your mm. life in a relationship. That's what really are you talking point. about? You need to Work on yourself, everyone can be an asshole. Me absolutely first. And but I, I think as well, if you're a kind of a wife and a mother, I have a habit of being of like taking it all on and then feel, feeling resentful about it and sort of being a bit resentful, like no, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, and then yeah. a week later you're like, God, oh, go there, everyone just leave me alone, you know, and you wonder why you've snapped. So I need to work on that. I need to work on other impatience and all sorts of stuff.
1: And actually, I had that with my husband last week where probably too much on the podcast. But (laughs) yeah, I snapped over something. We had a massive wrap. We're great friends again. And we're very happy married. So I feel like I can say this. But yeah. yeah. And he was like, you were completely irrational about Mm. that. Why were you so irrational about that? And I was like, and then we sat down and we talked about it. And I was like, I think I was just really cross that there's this expectation that the butt stops with me on everything. And But you working. see, because, because you all, I feel like being really unsupportive. He's amazing and blah blah, blah. but you know he's been working mm. really hard, and there's just been this acceptance that I will pick up everything. Yeah, and I think as the woman, as a working mother, and you do a bit. And actually, I just needed to say it's not always okay but
3: you do but and so you like me are a perfectionist we have different traits of the same personality type you're much more of a perfect perfectionist than me but we both have the same things and what perfectionists do is they take on much more than they can possibly handle because the idea of not presenting a front of total competence is so like inside it makes you feel so panicky and sweaty that someone would be going around saying Esther's you know she's kind of losing it I don't know what's I'm not sure what's going on but she really she forgot this and she forgot that and the kids were a mess you know I can't stand the idea that someone's talking about me like that other women don't care
1: can you be my therapist please of
2: course I I just want to say a couple of my friends Actually, I didn't... Very, very, very close girlfriends are having therapy, and I didn't really know until recently. And one of them's been we seeing this amazing girl over Skype. They have, like, one-to-one sessions on a weekly basis. And she is... It's really, really changed her. She has been the best money she's ever, ever, ever spent. Yeah,
1: I can believe it. Yeah. So yeah, you go, what, every great.
3: fortnight? I go once a fortnight. I'm not totally crazy. I just...
1: Yes. You know... Yes, exactly. And, and do you know or, what, or what you're going to talk about? Is that... Does she say, right, you know, in a fortnight's time, we're going to talk about mm. the fact that you... No. Have to touch you, your toes every no. hour and start me something
3: something, uh, something. No, I go, go in and sit down and start talking. I'm very good at therapy. I talk a lot. I'm very open. I will discuss anything, I think, but I also have a series of secretive behaviours and maybe use quite a lot of humour to kind of deflect things that I actually don't want to talk about. So you have to kind of go in and see what happens. But I definitely, you know, have one or two non-optimal behaviour so it definitely has helped with good yeah. for you I think that's I think it's yeah, yeah. do you not I see a therapist
4: no mm, shit. oh god I think so I have so many friends who see people but it's only if something really traumatic has happened yeah. to them and so many people for them that's the only catalyst whereas I think as you say so many of us would benefit from it definitely Religious. especially
3: especially if you're over 35 I think you need to just go and work out why you do things what's your motivation do you where not, does it come yeah. from surely yeah. everybody yeah. would
1: benefit from it Absolutely. in their 20s because then it, it I you getting I think particularly recession. I actually Particularly in your, you know, that kind of university age, to me, I think that's so many. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's yeah. a time when I was not in the best place I've ever been. I think those years mm. when you leave school and you go to university, I think for so many women, it's mm. strange, difficult. Definitely. And I time think so that's, you know,
4: things happen in your 20s that are, are probably quite traumatic leaving home, mm. going to university, try entering the working world, oh, a new lifestyle, a yeah,
1: completely healthy lifestyle, and
4: you're just thrusted in. Into yeah. it, I and mean, yeah. I, I really think
2: that we're not well
4: equipped to deal with that. Yeah,
2: on the flip side, I think, I mean, I'm being a complete double advocate here, but I think if I sat down with a therapist, I worry that it would create issues that, that aren't there. there. Yeah. And I'd end up, like, stressing about things that I don't need. Like, I feel happy. Yeah. I if like I
4: have any issues or... Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like it would just create all this stuff I don't really need. I think if you feel like you're 100% know. happy and well, then yeah. then sure, there's no reason it, to. But if you no. have niggling anxieties mm. or, you know, whatever it may be, some OCD tendencies, whatever mm. it is, then that's something to get sorted out
3: I think mainly it's to do with relationships. I mean, people... The ability to form and maintain functioning relationships is basically the benchmark. And if that is all fine, then you're probably fine. If you find that friendships fall apart, if you can't maintain a kind of romantic relationship, if you're sometimes in a relationship with your, your children or friends or neighbours or whatever, if they suddenly, if they just sort of go wrong one after the other and you don't know why, you have to get yourself to someone and actually, it's very easy. The best thing, if I may, give my top tips about finding therapists. Please, literally, just Google therapists near me. They're all just on one website. It's called the British Cal- Therapists website or something. It's just the first thing that comes up if you Google therapists near me. Find someone who lives near either near you or lives near where you work, so that it's convenient. I very rarely meet anyone who goes, yeah, I went I went into therapy, but
2: actually I, I didn't get anything from it. Mm. And also, you can go into therapy for a bit and then leave. That's fine. And I was going to say, how much of it is down to having a relationship with that other person? Do you have to, like, click with them? Do you have to try a few to kind of find the right one for you? Or I've, I've always... Works? I've the, my, the first one I went to, uh,
3: who I didn't personally like very much, but she definitely sort of sorted out my various kind of problems, anxiety problems related to children quite quickly, um and then but i didn't i didn't sort of like her very much She sort of lecturing me about breastfeeding and i was like no i don't want to talk to you anymore and actually i was sort of fine after that and then this one dinah yeah she's nice we have a laugh, she's friendly but if you don't click with them or don't like it shouldn't necessarily be about that they shouldn't be giving them that much of themselves off
2: mm-hmm. if you know what I mean they yeah. should be
3: a, baby, yes. a kind of blank neutral a bit of clarity yeah, you, know, yeah. That's not, that's yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta get rid of them if they're
1: annoying yeah. they rarely are though on the subject of fatigue fighting tips would you try a sleep divorce the idea of sleeping in separate beds might seem like something only unhappy couples do but some experts believe it's a secret to both a successful marriage and better health. Now, we talked about this on the show of show, but I thought as you were coming in, Esther, yeah. we should talk about it, because yeah. I was keen to know your view.
3: My husband is yeah, clingy has such bad connotations, <laughs> but he is quite clingy and he likes a cuddle. But it's not just a cuddle he wants a company. I have gently suggested that sometimes when he when he goes every Monday he plays fives, so he gets home quite late, he likes to have a bath, he likes to kind of hang out. I want to be asleep by ten o'clock. And he's quite often doesn't come to bed till eleven, quarter past eleven. Oh, so on a I'm Monday night irritation already. On a Monday night, I quite often and say, can you sleep in the spare room? Or uh, Kitty can come to sleep with me, and can you sleep in Kitty's room? And he will say, yes, fine. Sometimes if he's going out very late, I will say, would oh, you mind sleeping in this spare room? I quite like that. My husband is not a, a bad bedfellow but he does snore and he does have the shoulders of a stevedore like a circus strong <laughs> like literally like a circus strong man and he gets quite sweaty and sort of thrash I'm sure I'm annoying to think but he kind of catastrophizes about it quite a lot he'll just sort of say oh but then we'll you know we'll spend one night apart and then we'll be have separate bedrooms and that's the end of our marriage and I just think well no you know variety might is be nice. better for our marriage
1: 'Cause I might yeah. not be so mm. bloody furious with you the next day that you've kept me awake I and mean, I'm so in your camp here by the way. So I
3: think that you know, he is Yeah, every so often I'll kind of gently encourage him to be in the spare room, but it's a tricky subject. He's not really up for
1: it. No, no, I'm the same and I will leave the toothbrush and his dressing gown outside the other bathroom. I'm like, please don't be selfish, please don't wake me up, please don't come in. And yeah. Mine's quite clingy too. I think that's quite a, quite a good mm. description. Yeah. But I did read that 30 to 40% of couples in Canada. I don't know what's going on in Canada, other other than Canada's been a really happy place to live. I thought that was quite so. Thirty high to forty
3: percent. The
1: couples se- are sleeping in separate beds. Yeah. In
3: what, but at what the time? bear in mind that there is also a lot more room in Canada, so people have larger <laughs> True. houses. So there, True. so there is. I mean, our spare bedroom it is not horrid,
1: but it's not the nicest room in the house. It's not palatial. Mm. No. And one in four in the US, but again, they've got lots of room too. Mm. Charlotte, I know where you stand. We talk about this on the show. I know you're all for separate wings,
2: Tor. <laughs> yeah, I think if, if, if one has been out drinking, for sure, we haven't got a spare room, so it's sofa, but it's a very comfy sofa. So mm-hmm. yeah, I make. To
4: yeah, go you on do that quite sofa. a lot, actually,
2: don't you? Yeah, so and very different, different lifestyles. Yeah, well, not very different lifestyles, but he's out a lot um, with work, nice job. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm a very light sleeper, and if he comes in and wakes me up, that's it. So I just say, go on the sofa. Mm. Or I'll go on the sofa, I don't care. Oh, I do, I'm not getting
4: on the sofa. I don't mm. mind. My always so comfy. <laughs> Mine always falls asleep on the sofa, and I normally wake him up and bring him up, but sometimes, actually, sometimes I don't. I've started leaving for yeah. now It's much yeah. nicer. At least then get a few hours
1: to yourself. Yeah. can change the subject to the best fitness apps for at home workouts.
3: Esther. Yes, I don't work out at home. Do you work out? Yes, I do a lot of like fast walking, and I go swimming, and I used to spin a lot, but I I haven't done that.
1: Oh, wow. I haven't either. I love to spin. Yeah, I have it got a while. Yeah, Wish I, I, like I like must get back into it. Oh, actually. Yeah, me you too. Must, must get back business. into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about you, Charlotte? Tour apps for at home workouts? I rate.
4: Yeah, I tend to put Joe Wicks's YouTube videos up on my screen, my mm. big screen, and then and do a quick workout there if I'm feeling lazy or if you know I've only got 10 minutes to do something he's got some really good, yeah, really good things stuff. It's not actually an app but yeah his YouTube's like an amazing bank of free mm, I agree. workout sessions um, I and you don't need much space and there's no, no equipment which is actually really good not like Tracy Anderson that was the last at home
1: oh, thing God, I tried
3: to I see, do yeah. oh my <laughs> God, that's cool. intense. I just couldn't believe yeah. it.
1: Well, because it's so tough.
3: But it's you just... also need your own home studio. Yeah, not the most practical. And it was really, really, really complicated. And I, my coordination's not amazing. It's, it's quite, quite dancey. Oh my God, it was nightmarish. It was
1: just funny after a while. I went and got popcorn and she sat <laughs> watching
3: it going, What's she going to do next?
1: <laughs> Love that. Love that. <laughs> I mean, of this list, I would say sweat with Kayla. That's pretty good. You stack quite yeah, a bit yeah, in yeah, the gym. It's good, but hard. I like her, though. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah. Um, when you stand on. Work out DVDs. We were talking about this at yeah. I mean... It's amazing that there's still such massive business. When I mean, who buys a DVD? Do you I you DVD? But pick, Davina's yeah, still breaking yeah. like, yeah. it in. It's well, well you put digits, but consider the demographic. Though. Yeah, exactly, not really. Yeah. Yeah. But I have still got. I can still think of a couple of girlfriends who still. One in particular, she still loves it.
2: Really she loves a DVD. <laughs> I mean, that's just habits. I think over. also yeah. the
1: big screen. Like I think there's a real like the technical aspect of getting your app on your smart. Can you get an app on smart TV? Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. and you, you can, can. Also just get YouTube. like you can, my TV has But I just think her particular yeah,
4: she's yeah, not yeah. that in front of technology and either. obviously like we live you know, like i do co-box but i have, i'm lucky i live near here but if you live anywhere outside london
1: i was then, gonna say like yeah, you know, yeah. But, but i've i have at home of... i'll prop my phone up sometimes in the kitchen and i got sweat with kayla on i mean it's bloody mm. small i have
2: to quite um,
1: right worked out how to link that to my yeah, smart I think, tv yeah need an so i think yeah you
3: don't know how to link your phone to your smart tv even i know how to do that it's pretty yeah. easy oh my we god really for real yeah, no. I can
1: please. barely turn on my smart TV. Oh, so <laughs> sweet,
2: you're like my, my Otto. Can you help me? <laughs> no. um, the only thing I would say about these apps and working out at home, and there was a really good article on women's health last week, is that you're aware of how hard you're working. Like if you go to a fitness actual class, that like, you will work ten times harder. Oh um, god! Um, yeah. And I know if you have kids or if you struggle to leave the house. Obviously, they're better than nothing. But I think if you want to see results, get out of the house. I, I also find that. ten
1: minutes on a workout app at home is literally like three nothing. hours in the gym. Exactly. I mean, it goes oh, so you know, bloody I was it's so yeah. isn't
4: really a workout. Is and it? No, no, no. But, but it feels like I feel like I've been yeah. at it all day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I would say that people exactly see unbelievable results,
1: though. Yeah,
2: but you've got to stick with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, you can't yeah. do like a half-hearted, you know, here and there.
1: I think it's really good for like abs. I remember my PT, who I haven't seen. For a while, but I remember she said with abs, all you need to do is like five, ten minutes a day. Like mm-hmm. it's that simple, good yeah. abs. And actually, my abs have felt quite good. Can I say
2: that? Yeah. Is it a video
1: you follow? Sometimes it's sometimes it's an app, but or oh, just there's just I mean, you it's, can called a sit, it. it's called a sit. So, yeah. yeah. really it's called a sit-up. It's called a Russian twist. Well, a minute, it's minute
2: um, um, ab core workout. You should that's good.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I've got some quite good exercises, but I do really believe, yeah, abs you can make it happen quite quickly. Mm.
2: For sure. And for me as well, there's something more mindful about getting out of the house. You know. I know. I feel like I can't It'll get in the zone home, at home. Really.
1: Yeah. Finally today, we're going to talk about barbecues, because I think last week was National Barbecue Week. Do we need a National Barbecue Week when yes. it's June? I'm not sure that we do. Personally, I get so sick of the sight of a bloody barbecue. Yeah, oh, I had to have two at the weekend. My husband loves a barbecue. Yeah, mine too, my God. The He's best. like, your husband and my husband need to I know, He's like, oh, just barbecue something. I was like, oh, can we have a bit of fish or something? Yeah. Or no. oh, no. fish no. barbecue. So I, yeah, I had to yeah. endure two. This weekend, I mean he barbecues uses bacon in the morning for yes. breakfast. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Something really so primal nice. about yeah. It. they yeah. really love it really you wine. gas? Oh, no, no.
3: In the countryside, my husband built his own barbecue. Oh, and he literally, it's cool. wood yeah. and it's bricks and it's, you know, full on. The grill is huge. Cool. It's like a tractor. T- it's fine. And he's kind of got the hang of it now. But initially, he would just be running around, literally sweating. Like, <laughs> he'd <have> cut <laughs> himself, was his hair, like standing <laughs> on end, going, oh, wait, I need a plaster. Everyone's arriving in five. You know. And there was one barbecue we had where after that, I said, no more barbecues because we keep sheep as well and so we have a dead sheep in the freezer which is not ideal I don't eat that much meat at the moment but anyway and he tried to do this kind of hunk of like really clumsily butchered sheep (laughs) on the barbecue and I was on salads and wraps like Mm. obviously
1: but you're on salads and wraps and everything else can you pass me a tongue exactly something I'm trying to do the salads and the wraps I know it's like he's like a surgeon he's like dogs
3: (laughs) tray you're like oh god get it yourself but anyway but by three o'clock this huge horrific kind of lump of carcass meat Still has stills was ready, and at three o'clock I just started handing out wraps and salads. Going, <laughs> this I'm sorry, this is over too much. Yeah, you know, it's
1: too much. But gas or coal in London? Oh no, coal, can't be coal. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no 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 no. So my husband was like this for years. Yeah. Finally gave in, got gas in London. Game changer. Yeah, and we had some friends he lived in Australia. They came back and he berated us for so long, and then then he moved to Sydney. Sorry, and they got gas.
4: What in defence of the barbecue? They're, I think that it's, it's very traditional to you know just I think it means like whatever your sausages and your big hunk of meat but actually there are so many more modern things that are way more so delicious so I really don't think it has to be the whole like burgers in a bun yeah setup. and you can get this really cool kind of trays with holes in that you can do nice char-grilled veg in and yeah. so many things and you can like, do <laughs> I know but
2: yeah. oh. tastes oh. the same no it all taste tastes so much better Then you can get some prawn salmon yeah. skewers oh, prawn's so tuna nice tuna steaks yes yeah. Yeah. all those yeah. things so much better than a barbecue so
1: so so greasy and disgusting. So mm-hmm. much to clear up. I just can't. Keep... Just get... well, I just. Well, I I do think it's an easy way to entertain. So we had some friends for a very chill supper on Friday night, and I mean, I have to say, I hadn't even thought about it until six o'clock when I went to the supermarket. I went to the butcher, bought a lot of meat, went to the supermarket, got a bit of salad, and it was actually that easy. Mm-hmm.
2: people always expect it in the summer, do not they? Yeah. yeah, I think you ought to get
4: more invented. Mm. No,
3: and a successful barbecue is actually great and really joyful, but it's just, there's, I've got a limit.
1: I'm with you. Esther, before we finish, I have to tell you that I was doing the school run this morning and this mom came running behind me. She went, Georgie. She's like, Oh my God, you're meeting my absolute favorite person today. I'm so excited that Esther is joining you. So she, she obviously follows you on Instagram yeah. and you put something on Instagram that you were coming and join the podcast. Yeah. She was very excited. Yes, yes. And she said she was mad about your blog, The Spike. Yeah, it's very funny. For people that don't know The Spike, uh, yes. tell well, us more. It is very funny. The
3: Spike started out as a blog, I read a blog called for seven years called Recipe Rifle, which was about cooking, which was about teaching myself how to cook and then became about small children and that was very popular because it was a lot of pain you know sort of blood on the floor every day you know <laughs> here's my life this is my children my marriage and then I just wanted to leave that alone I wanted to put that away and write about something else so then I started the spike about four years ago and it was you know it was just whatever was on my mind and I wanted to be funny and creative but also write about beautiful things you know because children and cooking is great but there's a lot of you know when your children are small there's quite a lot of ugliness bad smells spare and i just wanted to put that aside and do something else so i started writing the spike and the aim was to be funny informative Interesting, and it's turned into a kind a of community, sort of on its own. I mean, unilaterally, people who read the blog started calling themselves spikers. I mean, there's absolutely oh, nothing to do with me, and I just started. I'm going to turn it into a website, so it has like much better kind of functionality. So at the moment, I'm working with a fantastic web designer to try and inject some of that kind of, I don't know mm. what, like into the into the website. Anyway, in order to fund the website designer, I started selling T-shirts with just white t-shirts with the spike written on them and I can't believe it but they, I've sold enough to pay for the web designer which is, which is really exciting yeah so it's a kind of little community and there are sort of super fans which is great where did That's the ring name come from the name came from a kind of brainstorming session with my best friend Simon so the spike as I'm sure you know it was used to be like a physical thing in a newspaper office and copy or articles that weren't used would be put on the spike and I've always been a journalist and I, I still am and I like the idea of this website or blog being things that didn't make it into the newspaper so kind of this is this this is all this like the leftover stuff but actually there's something quite fun about that it's actually quite this is the kind of stuff that didn't quite make it like a treasure trove exactly it's kind of like this is the stuff that you don't get to see Mm. but actually it's quite funny and fun you know so yeah that's where this bike came from She's my baby. I love Well,
1: her. if you haven't seen it, check it out. I, I highly recommend it. And it is hugely entertaining. Thanks. Esther, what a fun way to start the week. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much for joining us. That's all we've got time for this week. But if you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?